Welcome back to the Savage Daughter Podcast. My name is Heather, and I am so excited to be here recording again. I was going through a lot recently in the last couple months that kind of left me feeling very overwhelmed and a little overstimulated. So I kind of cut back my load a little bit where I could to be able to make my family a priority. I had, you know, court going on with for Kaylin. Um, I had filed for full custody and I had that going on. Sergio was having some mental health issues. I had a couple job interviews because I'm probably going to be going back into the food industry. Um, you know, a lot of financial struggles, just, you know, life. It seems like when it rains, it pours. And that has been what it has been for me. But I am trying to take control of what I felt like I was starting to spiral a little bit. Um, not necessarily like depression or anything like that wise, just kind of spiraling. Like I felt like my life was getting a little out of control, which could lead to my depression or extra anxiety. So I decided to jump back in this energy, in this space and get recording again. And I am so happy to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about owning both masculine and feminine energy, a little bit about wounded feminine energy, secure feminine energy, and how to embrace the energy that we are in based on the chapter of life or the era that we are currently in. Um, sometimes, you know, somebody has, by default, more masculine energy or more feminine energy, and when they hit an era or a chapter of life where they are kind of more in the opposite from what their default is and it can get a little overwhelming and it can lead you to feel certain ways and we're going to be talking a little bit about that as well as just learning how to embrace the energy and how they are both very helpful during the different chapters that we're in. Um, some of the things that we're going to be talking about today will be you know throughout the year probably the rest of the year we'll talk a little bit more about in depth so today's kind of overall a general view on how to embrace both masculine and feminine energies. So anyway, without further ado, let's get started. So we were walking through the store the other day and I heard a grandma telling her grandson, don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about. And then later on through, through the store, I heard her saying, you know, boys don't cry. You need to toughen up. Don't be a baby. Don't be a little girl. And it was very frustrating for me and I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial or it like triggered part of my own you know hurt inner child I don't know where it came from but like it was very frustrating to hear that little boy crying and not seeing his feelings being validated like as a mom I know I'm not perfect and I could definitely work on it but it's been my intention so much especially as of late to make sure that my kids feel like their voice is heard and that they have a safe space to be able to feel those feelings and not be shut down in that way especially Aiden you know he's in a house he's got three sisters he's got mom like he's he's for, surrounded by feminine energy and I want him to feel secure in it and it kind of got me thinking about you know my own childhood and you know the childhoods of so many others like that stuff that we all grew up hearing and I know that it's not often meant in like a malicious way. It's just something that we've kind of heard about and we say it in the heat of the moment when we're frustrated, but it can be so damaging to a child's psyche on, you know, how they cope and how they embrace that, that energy that they're feeling based on, you know, especially if they're a boy, that feminine, they kind of steer away from it. Like, I'm not a girl. I can't do that. You know, it reminded me like a month or two ago, me and my little sister were talking about, you know, us and our brothers and how 
we show up a little bit more for our feelings. And um, ironically, we're the ones that have, you know, public mental health issues and we're very passionate about that subject. And, you know, not saying that my brothers don't also have it. They just don't, they never, we grew up in a way that they didn't feel as safe to be able to express their feelings like we do. And uh, mom always kind of would make a joke and, you know, be like, it's because you're girls. And we kind of got away with it a little bit more than the boys did just simply because we were girls. And, you know, now that I'm a, a mom to a boy too, like, it, it breaks my mom heart to think that, you know, even still, there's still that stigma around that boys need to be tough and can't can't show their, their feminine energy without them being portrayed as girly or, you know, later in life, gay or whatever. Like, everybody has both masculine and feminine energy, and it's just learning about how to show up for both when both are, you know, when they're needed, I guess, so to speak. You know, I'm a firm believer that there needs to be a balance with both feminine and masculine energy. And I don't necessarily think that it's a 50-50 balance. I think it's basically you showing up in your authentic self and whatever that balance is. You know, it could be 70% masculine or 60% masculine. And then the balance, you know, being the feminine is just kind of showing up in your authentic self. And the more you do it, you're going to realize the more what kind of energy you have um it's very important though that you do be honest with yourself and show up for your emotions as needed <laughs> you ever see those girls on social media that you can that post all these cute selfies and they kind of give a bad bitch type vibe uh I always kind of chuckle and you can always tell because that they just kind of went through some kind of heartbreak whether it be breakup divorce whatever it is like when I see those selfies and there's like this badass quote and there's like you know all this energy behind it and there's people liking it and people commenting on it and it's often girls hyping up that girl it's that energy that's behind it um I have done this before and I was actually just thinking about it now that I'm a little bit more in my feminine side like what the difference is, you know, you know, I had a lot more post engagements when I was posting those selfies and it just doesn't feel like that's where I am in life anymore. Um, and I kind of got thinking about the energy behind it, which kind of is what fueled this episode, so to speak. Um, I seen somebody posting all these really like empowering. I am, I'm a badass type selfies with quotes and stuff and I I found out you know after like two weeks of that that she was going through a divorce and I was like okay there she is you know and I think that that's our masculine energy when we think about masculinity or you know energy we think of safety and I think that that is what fuels that energy is you know that feeling of safety like I don't need anybody I can take care of myself it's that protector in us and I would say I was probably 2017-ish when I went through this phase. And honestly, it was probably my most mentally healthy era that I was in. And I think it was because I was so vigilant about protecting my own energy and my own mental health. Like, I was keeping myself safe. I was, I was respecting the boundaries that I had set for myself. And I was finally showing up for that masculine energy that was trying to protect me from getting hurt. Um... 
I guess I would say it was a coping. It wasn't necessarily who I was in that moment. Like my more feminine side wanted somebody to to take me for who I seen myself, to seeing the value that I knew that I I was. And you know, at the time, I wasn't getting it. Uh, not necessarily from Adam. Just to clear the air, it wasn't about him. It was you know somebody else I kind of was seeing on the side, and um, just kind of made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And that's when that masculine energy came out. And then fast forward to 2019 and I met Alex and um, he put me more in my feminine energy. And it was something that I hadn't really been familiar with. You know, I kind of grew up a little bit more masculine. I was a tomboy. I had a lot of brothers. I helped my dad with his landscaping business. Like, even though I was in a little Amish dress and a bonnet, like I still was, you know, mowing grass and doing all these things, hunting, you know, fishing, doing all the things that all the boys did. Um, you know, I helped take care of my siblings and then I grew up and, you know, I got a job and I felt like I was taking care of, you know, I would, the finances more so. Um, you know, my job field tends to make a little bit more money, especially the higher up in management you go. So I always had that, you know, I provide, I take care, I take and I give, 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 give and I barely receive anything. A lot of masculine energy. And, um, Alex came into the relationship bringing the same qualities that I brought and it eventually somebody would have to win and his energy definitely won um I had been put in my feminine energy in not saying that you know my other partners haven't been able to make me feel feminine or anything like that that's not the case but there's something about Alex's energy with mine that there's definitely that security like he takes care of not only me but Adam and the kids and you know uh, we all pull our weight, but there's just, again, the energy behind it. So, yeah, once um, I started noticing that I was experiencing a lot more feminine energy, you know, I started feeling like I was weak, that I was, you know, not independent enough. And I, I felt like I had to go above and beyond to prove that I didn't need Alex, that I didn't need anybody, that I could do all the things I did before even though, you know, I'm a princess now and everybody kind of jokes, even my best friend jokes around now about the, the amount of princess I am. Um, and like for a while, I actually kind of was offended by that and I'm very hard to offend. And I was like, I think it's because it's triggering me because I do feel like a princess. Like I do feel like, you know, for once I'm in my feminine energy and, you know, I'm being cared for and, you know, it opened it up where, you know, then Adam started making me feel, feel in my feminine energy and the kids. And it was just like, I, you know, decided to step down from the food industry and take a break from that. And like just receiving help and genuine from genuine people that really just wanted the best for me because they love me. Like even friendships, romantically, the family, the whole nine yards. And I didn't know how to accept it. Like, and I still don't, this is something that I, I think it's going to take me for a really long time to learn how to embrace that side of me. Um, it's definitely been a journey and, you know, I was thinking about why it's so hard for me to accept, you know, that, that part of me, that feminine energy. And I was thinking about, you know, being wounded and secure and, you know, <laughs> the protector in me is kind of waiting to be needed again. And now that I'm embracing being vulnerable more and letting my femininity take over, you know, I feel like I'm kind of going through an identity crisis, I guess. Um, 
I feel like if I'm not this hard badass, then like, who am I? And it kind of, I think it started about a year ago when I was going through that breakup with my last partner and I kind of lost myself a little bit in the titles that I wore. And then when I quit my job and I broke up with him and I like really started digging into it, like I felt lost without those titles. Like who even am I? I would love to say that I learned a lot about myself in that year and I really haven't. I kind of got stuck in that mindset of like, I don't even know. I don't know what frame it was, but it wasn't a growth mindset. I was just kind of okay with being where I was until I wasn't. And then I felt like it was really hard to dig myself out of. And that's where I'm currently at, like digging deep, doing the work, putting in the work as to why this is so hard for me. I think that the wounded feminine energy, you know, the nurturing side of us, the the deep, the emotions, you know, everything you think when you think of feminine energy, I think that often gets wounded in our childhood. Like we feel like our feelings or our voice doesn't matter. Like I was talking about that little boy earlier and just little boys in general. Um, growing up with hearing that sort of thing, like it can seem harmless in the time, but the amount of pressure that it puts on a future them with, you know, feeling the feelings and how they manage them and communicate them is everything. And I definitely think that that is, you know, I know that there's traumas in our grown life that can happen that that can wound that energy. But I think a lot of it stems from being children. And if it's, you know, from a partner or whatever, they, you know, there's that saying, you know, hurt people hurt people. And um, I feel like that is very applicable here because that is exactly what's happening. You know, we hear it when we're kids and then we grow up with that mindset and, you know, you don't realize how it affects you until, until it does. I know I've said that already once, but it's just, you, you just don't know until you know, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that wounded energy, it can, you know, affect so much of our day, daily lives and how we react and how we cope with, you know, different things. And you know, I know I'm nowhere near where I want to, would like to be energy wise. You know, I'm learning a lot more about my feminine and my masculine and how to show up, you know, in that secure phase, whether it be in my feminine or masculine and learning to embrace it. You know, to me, the secure energy looks a lot like being present in the moment and being flexible, enjoying pleasure and connecting with others, you know, through your words and your emotions and just being authentic in ourselves, you know, uh, feminine energy to me is a lot of healing and nurturing and still a little protective. You know, I know I said that I feel like the protective side of us is a little bit masculine, but if you think about feminine and just, you know, like a mom with a kid, they're super, super protective too. And I think it's just the whole nurturing thing that gives that separates that masculine and that um feminine so as i said uh later this year i do plan to dig a little bit deeper into you know wounded and secure feminine energy and i definitely would like to do some more research and a little bit more self-practice and learning as i go before i talk about it i don't like to talk about something without like personal experience behind it because then it's just gonna be facts there's not going to be any kind of real emotion or you know I just kind of want to dig a little bit deeper but I do plan to talk on that later this year before the year's up um so I was thinking about both of that and you know okay say your default is masculine energy and you want to learn how to 
rise your vibration, so to speak, to embrace that more feminine that's trying to show up, that healing side of you, and how do you change that and show up for that balance that works for you. And um, I talked about it previously, and I'll probably talk about it again, but I, I'm truly a big believer that, you know, hobbies are a solid start to showing up for who we are. I think that, you know, if something feels a fire within you, you need to follow it. Because like I said, you, you know, you get lost in your titles and stuff. It's kind of hard to know where you are. And I think it's very important that we take time for ourselves and, you know, not necessarily take time, but you almost have to make time, especially if you're, you know, you carry a bunch of weight from other titles, you know, say you're, you know, a boss at your job or a mom or a dad, whatever it may be, you need to make that time for yourself regularly, come up with some kind of a routine to be able to express that, that creative side of you or, you know, whatever brings you pleasure. You know, I also am a firm believer that, you know, exercise rises your vibration. You know, any movement is better than none, whether it be a walk, anything that releases that serotonin or those endorphins and brings out all that happy vibration because the universe can work with happy and grateful. And I know for me anyway, after a workout, it's very rarely that I feel worse after a workout. Um, so it's really good for our mental health as well as, you know, our physical, obviously, to be able to to help our, you know, our whole being, both mentally, you know, physically and spiritually, all of it. Meditation, you know, personal development, journaling, therapy, et cetera. It's all ways to rise to your truest self and to be, to show up for yourself. And I know that it seems like a lot and it's, maybe it doesn't work for you. You just kind of got to play with it and figure out what's the best routine for you to be able to feel like your best self. And you just got to keep rinsing and repeating the same cycle over and over and over. And that's going to eventually rise your vibration to feel secure in whatever energy is your dominant and know that it's okay. And depending on the chapter and the era of life that you're in to, to let the other that's not default take over and it's it's not exclusive to who you are like it can be interchangeable or whatever you know and I do think that it's very important to honor where you're at you know it's okay to have whatever energy it is it's you know it's okay for men to express their feelings more and I truly believe that while we have made a lot of progress in that department that there's still a lot of stigma on men and showing their emotions and being okay with embracing their feminine sides without you know making jokes or sly comments like they might be gay or something like that like that's not okay and I think that we definitely have some work you know some major work that we could do there I think that it's very important that we teach our kids to identify what they're feeling when they're feeling it instead of telling them you know I noticed that a lot of people will be like you're not sad or you know you're not hurt or basically stop feeling the way that you're feeling because it's it's not true or you're just upset and I think it's very important that we teach our kids to be able to express um I don't think that we should tell them to suck it up I think we need to allow those little things to be felt and to tell them that it's okay you know I I don't think we should suffocate their boys and I I know that that is never anybody's intention to, to make their kids feel like they're not heard. But I think it's so easy to do that you have to make a mindful decision every single day to make sure that you're paying attention, being present in that moment and hearing what they say. And even what they don't say, but what's going on when they start acting the way they do or, you know, start showing those feelings. 
I think it's very important too that we stop telling little boys that they can't feel or that, you know, they, they can't let their feminine come out more. I must say, though, that being a mom now and, and realizing these things and seeing these things, it's definitely hard. It's probably the biggest challenge I've ever had, um, you know, making sure that my kids feel like their voices are being heard and that they're not feeling suffocated. And there's been times that I felt like really proud of myself that I, I did certain things um, for example, the other night, Saoirse was trying to play around and I played around with her for probably 15, 20 minutes. And then I was getting tired and I wanted her to stop. I asked her to stop like four times and she just kept going and I kind of got snippy and I was in the middle of texting again and I seen her face and I just knew right then and there that she felt like my phone was more important to me than she was. And it wasn't that, um, it was just how she perceived it in her nine-year-old brain. And I put my phone down and I was like, you know, Sierra, I'm sorry. I know that that probably made you feel like my phone was more important. I'm sorry. Can you come here and I'll call you? And then, you know, we'll stop tickling and stop playing and we'll start settling down for the night. But is it okay if I just hold you? And she started crying and she's like, thank you for saying that. And, you know, it broke my heart, but yeah, it made me really happy that I was able to be present enough to notice that, that she felt, some sort of way and that I was okay to apologize to her you know that was my feminine energy coming out that wanted to protect her from feeling hurt or silenced or you know dismissed like she wasn't anything and I think that when we can do stuff like that that is where it ends that generational trauma and it stops here and obviously I know that that one instance isn't going to just end our whole family lineage of just trauma um, it's going to take a lot of work and dedication, but I feel like it was a major step in the in the right direction on ending that generational trauma because now I'm making that conscious decision to pay attention to the unspoken feelings and to be more mindful of how my actions affect her and in you know Aiden and everyone else too. Um, I say it every day, but Sierra's is probably going to be, <laughs> she's either going to be the death of me or the one that heals me the most. I haven't decided yet, but I'm definitely thinking it's going to be the later. Um, just feeling that gratitude from your kids when you, when you show up for them and let them feel like their voice is heard. It's, I've had a few of those this week and it's, it's definitely a high like no other. Anyways, that is about it for today. Like I said, I'm going to go into that a little bit more as time goes on. I'm sure I'll have other episodes that it's mentioned in as well as I learn more about it. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at right now mentally and emotionally and just kind of where my heart's been and what I've been focused on in my own personal life. So if you like this episode, you know, please rate, share, subscribe. You know the drill. Tag me on any social media. All my links are in the bio through my link tree. The main ones are my YouTube, The Savage Daughter Co., Facebook is Heather McGarity with the Facebook community group of the Savage Daughter Podcast. And then my TikTok is H McGarity One. Uh, the music in this episode is through Ian Mark. You can go give him a follow on Spotify at Hi, I'm Ian, all lowercase, no spaces, for some pretty dope music. And that's it for today. So until next time, peace out, homies. <laughs>